Fantasy Football Sensei Podcast with your host, Trevor Scott. What's up, guys? We are back with our week one preview podcast. Look forward to getting into it. We have a lot of information to cover, a lot of news since the last podcast. So we'll go over some of that, um, get into waivers after week one. So no waivers this week. And I'll start to track um, my record on the matchup predictions. So I will make predictions on all five matchups. So I'll be tracking my, uh, my record all year. So I'll be getting five games towards that each week. Um, and then we'll we'll be going into the week 16 previews. So let's get into it. Starting off with the news, um, obviously at the top, kind of have to start with Brian Robinson. Um, we all know uh, what happened by now. Was shot twice, once in the glute, once in the knee. Um, and off the top, just saying how happy I am that he's okay. He's out of the hospital. He's back with the team. Um, and, you know, they still don't have an exact timeline for him, but just thankful this the outcome could have been so much worse um, and super, super thankful that he's okay. So um, just getting that up front, and then we're going to move into the, the fantasy angle a little bit. So um, he was on the non-football injured list, so he'll miss at least the first four weeks. Um, they do think that there's a chance he plays in week five, so let's, we'll continue to track his progress as things go forward. Um, obviously, this makes Antonio Gibson a, a much better play. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do over the first four weeks. Um, but I do think as Brian Robinson ramps back up that he's not just going to be forgotten, that he's going to be given the chance to work back in on early downs. So um, looking forward to seeing what the commanders do in the backfield and, and uh, prayers up on a quick and speedy recovery for Brian Robinson. Um, Second bit of news, J.K. Dobbins has been in the news about his knee a lot. Um, There's been a lot of skepticism on whether or not he's going to play. There was apparently a video of him limping that he didn't take well to on social media. Um, He said it wasn't a limp. He still says he's going to be fine and ready for week one, but the team and the coaching staff isn't nearly as confident. Um, And they just went out and signed Kenyon Drake, who had been recently cut by, by the Raiders. So... That makes me feel as though they think they need that extra insurance. Um, So I'm not sure he's going to be ready to go for week one. Um, I'm starting to doubt that more and more. I do think over the course of the season, he's still going to be a fine player and a fine pick, but it would be nice to see him out there week one. Russell Wilson just received a massive extension from the Broncos. Um, It's going to keep him in Denver for seven more years. It was a five-year extension um, to go in conjunction with the two years left on his deal. Um, so that's awesome to see for Wilson, awesome to see for the Broncos, and they should be in contention now for a very long time until Wilson kind of starts to wear down. Um, so I haven't thought he was going to be the best from a fantasy perspective, but maybe he's going to be great, and he should be um, he should be locked and loaded as the starter for Denver here for a long time. Um, this update is basically just for an audience of one to uh, to Tyler. Josh Gordon, reinstated, visited the Titans. I believe they have signed him officially now. So Josh Gordon back in the NFL. Let's see how long that lasts. Um, the, the Eagles were able to ship Jalen Rager to the Vikings. Um, I think that was surprising um, because they were able to get more out of the Vikings than Dallas got out of 
the Browns for Amari Cooper. They got a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick for Rager. Um, they ship him to the team that also has Justin Jefferson. So the pick that he was made directly in front of, he is now teammates with. So it'll be interesting to see if we hear any uh, locker room information come from that or if or maybe if Rager gets better from playing with Jefferson. Um, we won't know. But um, I thought the Eagles did a great job um, with that deal, being able to get multiple picks, be able to get a fourth-round pick for him. Um, I think... You know, he does still have a longer on his rookie deal. That's probably why he landed more than Amari Cooper did because they're not going to have to pay Rager potentially unless he gets better. Um, so we'll see how that turns out for Philly and for the Vikings. Um, the Chargers signed Sony Michelle, which should be interesting. I think mostly they made this move because they were not happy with Spiller, Kelly, and Roundtree's performance in the preseason. So he should work on early downs in conjunction with Eckler, um, take some of the in-between-the-tackles rushing um, burden away from Eckler so Eckler can you know be more involved in the passing game, more involved on stretch runs, and, and uh, keep him fresh throughout the year. So I think this is a great move for the Chargers, and I hope Sony Michelle is going to be able to stay healthy and be helpful. Um, I will say that I do hope he doesn't take the goal line work from Eckler. Um, he's much bigger than Eckler and has been successful at the goal line in the past. So hopefully Eckler can maintain that role, though, so his touchdowns don't take too big of a hit. Uh, Zach Ertz sustained a injury earlier last week in practice. Um, Kingsbury has been very wishy-washy on his status heading into week one. He didn't practice today. And he has been listed as day-to-day -day going into week one. So keep an eye on Ertz. Um, hopefully he's good to go. But even if he is, I would expect or I would temper expectations because I'm not sure how involved he's going to be in the game plan having not practiced much leading up to week one. News broke this week, too, on David Montgomery um, that he isn't viewed as the best fit for the offensive system. Um, new coaching staff, and they're thinking that he just hasn't or his skill set just doesn't fit with what they're trying to do, which could lead to more involvement from Khalil Herbert early in the year. Um, we'll see how that plays out. It's hard to imagine Montgomery isn't the better fit. I mean, Montgomery, for all his faults, is a very solid running back. So, you know, I mean, he's he's very good after the after first contact, as Holmes always likes to point out. So I, I can't imagine that he won't be able to pick it up or adjust his running style to the new system. But we'll see how that plays out in Chicago. Um, we got news that James Robinson is expected to play. Let's go. I'm fired up about that one. I think he could potentially be due for some big-time early-down work. Um, I know ETN is the, the hot and flashy new toy, first-round pick, um, but he could be much more of a pass catcher, you know, 8 to 10 carries with all the, the passing game work, you know, and, and Robinson works more, more in the 12 to 15 carry range with a couple targets type of thing, so... Um, I have high hopes for Robinson. Hopefully um, they don't just kind of throw him to the side after how good he's been over two years. Um, Godwin shed his knee brace uh, today, actually. He's been working in 11-on-11s. He's been practicing for three weeks now. Um, I think the shedding the knee brace shows all the confidence in the world that he's going to be a full go for week one. A um, couple other quick hitting notes. Um, Trubisky was named the starter in Pittsburgh. I think that was expected. Um, so hopefully he can... Um, continue to make all of the Steelers fantasy relevant. Um, Lafleur was non-committal on an Alan Lazard injury. I hadn't seen that until today. 
Um, so maybe Lazard's status is more in question for week one than we're realizing. Um, and if it is, and if he misses, I think we got a week one Watkins loading. Sammy Watkins, you know, he always has that big week one, and then it's just nothing the rest of the year. So maybe he's going to go off in this matchup with the Vikings. Um, Waddle, Higgins, and London, we're all back at practice, full go. Um, I think they're going to be fine headed into week one. Um, the Bucks came out and said they want to lighten Fournette's snap share. That seems like coach speak to me. Doesn't really mean much to me. I think Fournette's going to be fine. I don't can't imagine he's going to have too much of his workload taken away from him. Um, we also got news that Stafford is dealing with an elbow injury. Um, apparently, Dan Graziano thinks he's going to be dealing with it all season. Um, I'm not sure what to make of that because he's throwing, so maybe he has some elbow pain when he's throwing. But as long as he can throw, uh, continue to throw it deep, and as long as it doesn't affect his mechanics or affect his ability to get the ball to Cup and Robinson, I think that that offense should be just fine. Um, and the Titans announced they have a major role for Burks. Um, I'm not sure why they would have listed him as wide receiver four or why they continue to play him so deep in a play, uh, preseason games. But this could be a Justin Jefferson type move when he was behind BC Johnson as a rookie um, going into the season. And then, you know, maybe his conditioning was a little off. But I think that uh, Burks should be in for a solid year. Um, I think it just might take him a little while to get going here at the beginning of the year. All right, so now we're going to get into the previews. We got five matchups to preview, started by the most anticipated one for week one, Jordan and Gavin. Um, this is a rematch of the playing game from last regular season to make the playoffs, um, and Jordan ended up victorious, pushing into the playoffs as the sixth seed, and Gavin um, was sent home. So this is a great way to start it back off, get these two right back against each other, um, and we'll see how this one ends up turning out. Um, Gavin's rolling out uh, one of the best rosters out of the draft. Um, he's got a ton of great matchups, I think, that are going to play well in him, either matching or exceeding his projection. Um, and luckily on Jordan's end, he also has a bunch of great matchups, a lot of green on his player page when you pull it up, um, denoting all the good matchups. Um, so he'll be able to counteract some of Gavin's potential upside, I think, with, uh, with a bunch of good matchups and a bunch of upside on his end. Um, my boom of the matchup, as funny as it is, I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Um, since the last podcast there, uh, obviously was the Brian Robinson injury and change. So I went from calling him one of the biggest busts in the draft to directly having him be a boom of the week. Um, he gets Jacksonville, which I think he should just be able to go off against. They're going to be able to control the ball. They should be able to win. And I really think that's going to lead to a lot of work for Gibson, as long as he doesn't fumble or something weird doesn't happen where he misses an assignment or anything like that. Um, and he's only projected for 11 points on Sleeper. So I think he's just going to be able to smash that. I think he could go for 15 plus um, with get, getting passing downs work and getting, getting all the early work potentially scoring in this matchup. So I really like his situation and his setup. Um, the bust of the matchup I have is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I love Rodgers as a player and as, as a pick and as a full season play here. But um, this week against the Vikings in week one with his new set of weapons, they don't really have clearly defined roles yet. They got the rookies and they got like a slew of veterans. So I'm just not sure we're going to see a big game. I think it's going to be a lot of feeling out um, his new weapons and kind of getting adjusted to um, potentially a new offense. Um, he only had one point in the, in week one last, last year when they got blown out by the saints. 
So I don't think it's going to be like that, but I think it is going to be a low-scoring game for Rodgers as he gets acclimated um, into this into this offense. Um, he's projected for 20, so I just think he's going to finish well below that this week. Um, despite despite that, despite how I had Jordan with a boom and, and Gavin with a bust, I do predict that Gavin is going to get it done this week, get his revenge on Jordan in week one, start off hot with a week one win. Um, these next two matchups are between champion swim members. So all four of these teams have won titles in the past. Um, so we're going to kick it off with Mike versus Matt. Um, these two teams are eerily similar in my analysis and my, in my uh, predictions from the, uh, from the power rankings and what, how I kind of evaluated their teams um, with the weak QB2 and the weak tight end, but very strong bench. Um, so for Mike's team, yeah, he has the luxury of having Christian McCaffrey healthy for week one. So with that, the, the risk of the pick go, kind of goes out the window for this week while he's healthy. Um, um, and while he's healthy, I think he's going to be you know, the running back one overall. So it's great to see him back. Great, to, great for Mike that he gets to run him out there in week one. Um, we're going to be getting a look at Allen Robinson in his new offense, too, in a good matchup. I think with the Bills in prime time, so they're probably going to want to get their new shiny toy out there. I really hope Allen Robinson can get off to a to a quick start and have a big game early. Give us some confidence in uh, in that pick and in him as a player after having a really down year last year. Um, if he doesn't look good, I I know I'm going to be worried. I, Mike probably will be fine, but I would be worried. I have him in a couple other leagues, and I, I really um, hope that he looks involved and looks like a much better player. Um, the one that's been touted over and over and over again throughout camp and not the one that kind of let us down last year. Um, I'm excited to see Matt's ride or die play this week. Michael Pittman um, gets his first game in with Matt Ryan. I think that they are going to have a great connection. I really think Michael Pittman is going to have a breakout year. Um, so I really hope to see an early big game from him this year um, and get it started the right way. Uh, Matt also pivoted to David Njoku as his tight end. Um, so we'll see if Brissett can do anything with him and if Njoku is going to be the number two option in the passing game behind Amari Cooper. Um, if he is, and if Brissett looks maybe a little better or can just be consistent and get, get Njoku some targets, maybe that won't be such a bad uh, play there at tight end. The boom of the matchup I have is Dak Prescott. Um, we got to see Dak last year in week one against Tampa, and he exploded so many pass attempts. They kind of abandoned the run and just tried to keep up offensively through the air. Um, he doesn't have Amari Cooper anymore, so there will have to be some different weapons. Maybe they lean on Tony Pollard and Zeke in the passing game a little more, use Jalen Tolbert and lean on some Dalton Schultz. But um, I think we're going to have another big game. I don't think they're going to have much success running the ball, so I expect him to put up over 300 yards and multiple scores. Um, and so I think he's going to pretty easily beat that 19 projection. The bust of the matchup um, is from the same game. I think Zeke is unfortunately, like I just said, um, not going to have much running room and Pollard might take a lot of the passing downs work. So he, uh, while he still might get some catches, you know, he still might have three, three or so catches. Um, I just don't think he's going to have much room to run between the tackles. He's not as explosive anymore. I think we all know that. And so, unfortunately, I can see that leading to 12 carries and three targets, something like that, four targets. Um, and so, unfortunately, I just don't think it gets it done for his 12-point projection. Um, I do predict that Mike will start it off hot. He's got McCaffrey, so I think that's going to really help him. 
um, in this matchup specifically, and I think he's going to start the year with a win over Matt. Um, the next champion swim matchup is between Hamza and myself. Um, this is obviously always a tough one um, because Hamza, as shown by last year, he started 11-0. and um, So it's always tough to, to take Hamza down, um, especially early in the year. Um, so I feel personally responsible to make sure that doesn't happen again this year. No more 11-0 start. Um, so I'm going to do my best to take him out week one. Um, I feel like I have a solid chance to do so. I have quite a few players with good matchups, even if they aren't great matchups. Um, I do have a, a good stack of Josh Allen and Gabe Davis going on Thursday night. So I hope I get out to a huge lead. They are going against the Rams. So um, I'm sure the over-under is somewhere in the mid-50s. So hopefully that game turns into a shootout. Hopefully Ramsey's locking up digs, and it's a lot of Gabe Davis in that game. Um, Hums obviously has plenty of opportunity to counter on Sunday. A bunch of good matchups. Um, he's got the Lance Debo combo starting off with the Bears, and he's got Michael Thomas going against Atlanta. So not even necessarily all of his best players, and they have some good matchups. So he's got the opportunity here to score a ton of points. The boom of the matchup for me, um, is there any doubt that I was going to go with DJ Moore? Have to go with my guy in week one. Um, he gets Cleveland, so that should be a good matchup. It's Baker going up in a revenge game, and he's only projected for 11 points. I just can't imagine that he's not going to score more than that. Um, I think he's primed to go well over 100 yards. Um, as long as Baker isn't like wild and, and going all over, I, I just expect them to be able to take care of the Browns. Um, so hopefully that will entail a lot of targets to DJ Moore. So I expect him to have over 10 targets, potentially get a score. I know he hasn't been the best at scoring touchdowns, but maybe Baker makes a point to get him a, a score in this one. The bust of the matchup is Kyle Pitts. As much as I love the pick, obviously it's it's uh, a lower level player on his bench, uh, or I'm sorry, in his starting lineup uh, as to where he was where he drafted him. I just think that up against the Saints, that Pitts might have some tough sledding. They're probably going to cover him either with their top corner or make make a point to bracket him, um, let uh, London or Patterson or somebody else make plays against them. Uh, so I think the Saints defense is going to do their best to lock him down. And I could see him ending up with something like four catches, 60 yards on six, seven targets, something like that, um, falling short of that 10 projection. Um, I struggle with this, but I do think that I'm going to beat Hamza. So I'm going to stick with that. And I'm going to pick myself to get, get a week one win. All right. In the final two matchups, we have uh, Stevie Moe versus Jared is the one I'm going to go to first. Um, since the draft, Steven Moe's had a couple guys on his squad that have turned into a little bit more of question marks, um, specifically J.K. Dobbins. Um, I was super high on him. It looked like he was going to be all set for week one, that he was going to take the, the full workload. But as we've progressed over these last two weeks, it definitely looks like not only is his jeopardy to be active in jeopardy, uh, or his, his status in jeopardy to be active, he might not get the full workload even if he is. Um, he's been saying on social media that he's going to have no problem, but I don't know that we can trust the player in this case as all of their indications are kind of uh, like showing us that there is some serious doubt. Um, I already mentioned the Kenyon Drake signing, but other than that, we just haven't been hearing good things from the coaching staff. So I, I do think that they're trying to keep him healthy for the long term, which I think is good for Dobbins long term. I think it's good for the team, but unfortunately in week one, I think that's going to hurt Stevie Mill. For Jared, um, I'm not sure he's looked at his roster yet. Um, he's got some 
some uh, switches to make in uh, in his starting lineup here. He still has Hawkinson in his flex um, and doesn't have Penny in his lineup, Rashad Penny in his lineup. So that'll be a switch he has to make. Um, and the Steelers are a good defense this week, but they're going up against the Bengals. And so I'm not sure that's the uh, ideal matchup to use a defense against. So maybe he'll make a make a switch there and go in a different direction. Um, this matchup overall also features um, two fantasy quarterbacks that I seemed to be way lower on than everybody else um, with Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson. Burrow for Jared, Russell Wilson for Stevie Mo. Um, so I'm definitely excited to follow this matchup and watch those two players specifically because I just want to figure out how wrong I really was on them or just see if they're going to be similar to how they've been playing uh, in their careers so far. My boom for the matchup is going to be A.J. Brown. Um, this boils down to the matchup. He gets Detroit in week one. Couldn't have asked for a better matchup. Um, and they're going to want to show off their new shiny toy. I, I really think that Hertz is going to be better from an accuracy standpoint. That's everything out of camp has been indicating that he's been much better in an accuracy from, or from an accuracy standpoint. And I expect that they're going to want to load up AJ Brown with a lot of targets, make sure that he's uh, hits the ground running in their new offense on the new team. So I think he's going to get double digit targets. I think he's going to go over hundred yards and I think he's going to score as well. Um, and I think there's a legitimate chance here that AJ Brown finishes the week as wide receiver one. The bust of the matchup, I'm going to go with Brees Hall. Um, love the player, love the pick, love the long-term prospects uh, that he has this year. But unfortunately, he starts the year against Baltimore. And he also still has to deal with Michael Carter. So, you know, Michael Carter might not be completely finished at this point. Um, you know, in terms of how they're going to use him, they're probably going to use him on third down some. They're probably going to use him early in the uh, early in. And so if he plays on those early downs, I just think that there's going to be a limited upside for Brees Hall in this matchup specifically. Um, I think he could end up with like 14, 15 carries, 60 yards, no score, one catch, maybe two catches for 15, uh, 10, 15 yards, something like that. Um, I'm excited to see him out on the field. I'm excited to see how he looks. But unfortunately, I think there will be better days ahead of him than he will have in week one. Overall, I can't have my number one ranked draft losing in week one, so I'm going to go with Stevie Moe to start off the season with a win and get out to an 0-1 start. I'm sorry, a 1-0 start. In the final matchup, we've got Tyler versus Craig. Um, so in the final matchup of the weekend, um, we have my ninth ranked draft versus my 10th ranked draft. Um, so... I will say, as we've gotten closer to the season, I'm starting to like Craig's team more than I had him ranked. Um, so when I do power rankings again, uh, I do expect to move him up. Um, he still has to get Amon Ra St. Brown in his lineup over Julio. I'm, or I don't know if that was an intentional decision, but um, if it was me, I would be playing Amon Ra. So um, I think he's got, he's got to look at his lineup a little bit before we get going here on Thursday. Um, I know he's got a couple more drafts and it's been busy, busy Labor Day weekend. So, um, we'll get some time before this, the week starts to look at that. Um, and Damian Pierce is a big one as to why I like his team a lot more. His, uh, Pierce has been flying up draft boards. Some people have him even ranked inside the top 60. Um, and Craig got him in the eighth or ninth round, something like that. I think eighth round. Um, so that was, that's going to end up being a steal. He's going to end up getting a really good player with Pierce. Um, so I, I think that's going to help him in terms of his RB2 potentially flex spot. 
um, with, with Pearson Edmonds there. So, um, I think, uh, I wasn't a big fan of Edmonds, but now without Sony Michelle and the fact, you know, that Mostert isn't exactly the beacon of health, I think that backfield might shape up better for Edmonds moving forward than I thought. I still probably thought he took him a little early, but that's at least two very good options at running back. Um, after coming out of the draft, not thinking he really had that spot locked down. Um, Tyler picked ar- arguably the biggest riser um, since we drafted in Saquon Barkley. Um, ESPN had him ranked really low, like around 25 to 30, something like that, 28. Um, but a lot of different outlets have had him flying up draft boards. He's healthy. He's looking better. The reports continue to be awesome. So a lot of people have pushed him up into the 10 to 15 range now. Um, I think that's a little rich for my blood, but just the, the show of potentially having a, a higher end player that he drafted in the third round, you know, somebody that could have gone in the first or late uh, or early second um, on his team now. So another reason why I, I'm starting to like Tyler's team a little better now as well. Um, so I, I really think that he has a chance to have a great game specifically this week and we're going to get a chance to see how involved he's actually going to be in the passing game because if he's going to actually have a role that could potentially give him 90 receptions, Saquon, I think, is going to go through the roof in terms of his potential ceiling. Um, the boom of the matchup I have is Chris Godwin. Um, there were a couple players I wanted to go here, including Damian Pierce, um, but I settled on Godwin just because I think he's still being projected a little low and I think people are still a little nervous about the, about him coming off injury. Um, he, the nine point projection and it came with Dallas that should be super high scoring. I just think he's got the upside to blow that out of the water. Um, he's been playing on seven and sevens. He's been playing in 11 on 11s, like I said. Um, and I just don't see any reason at this point why he wouldn't get the full allotment of snaps. I feel like we would have heard something negative, anything negative, about his availability, about his movements, about his mobility, about his his uh, in and out of breaks, anything. We haven't heard anything negative about him. Um, so I just can't help but think that he's going to be awesome, that they're really confident in him, and that he's going to have a um, have a smash week this week. And, and I really like him for the whole year, but I also especially like him for week one against Dallas. I really think he's going to have a good game. My bust of the matchup is Stephon Diggs. Um, maybe I'm a little biased because I want Gabe Davis to do good, but um, obviously I love Diggs as a player for the full season. Um, it's just in this matchup, he gets Jalen Ramsey. Um, so I think that could potentially hinder his upside a little bit in this game. And he's got this huge projection of 14 and a half that I'm just not sure he's going to be able to get to without a touchdown. So they do move digs around the formation. So, and Ramsey doesn't necessarily travel all the time so that he could see, you know, 25% of his snaps, not on Ramsey. So if he does happen to score in those snaps, then, you know, that will ultimately obviously push him up and let him have a big week. But if he doesn't, I just think that there's a shot here that he goes six catches, 80 yards on like eight, nine targets and, that isn't going to be enough to get him up to the 14 and a half target. That would put him around 10, 11 points, something like that, um, which is still a solid game. I just think, um, you know, for a, for a premier player like Diggs, you're expecting a little more and maybe we'll let be, we'll leave something to be desired in week one. So that's why I put him as the bust here. 
Overall, um, this, this matchup is the tightest in the projections. They're within one point. Um, so I think this is going to be a very good matchup, very great way to kick off the season for both of these two teams. And I, I do think that Craig will ultimately edge Tyler um, and start off 1-0. Um, and with that, that's the rest of the games, all five previews. Um, best of luck to everybody in week one. I can't wait for these games to start. Um, I'll be watching, obviously, on Thursday and Sunday. Um, and we will do a recap podcast at that point after all the games. So look forward to, uh, to talking to you guys again soon. See ya.